0: This morning, God's Word comes to us from Psalm 102. Psalm 102. We are going to begin our reading at verse 18 and then read through the end of this chapter. Psalm 102 beginning at verse 18. What we hear now is God's word. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord, that he looked down from his holy height, from heaven the Lord looked at the earth, to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set those free who were doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord and in Jerusalem his praise when peoples gather together and kingdoms to worship the Lord. He has broken my strength in midcourse. He has shortened my days. O oh, my God, I say, take me not away in the midst of my days. You whose years endure throughout all generations. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. The children of your, of your servants shall dwell secure Their offspring shall be established before you. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, we are moving forward in our series on the attributes of God, our Knowing God series. And I trust that you recognize, um, as I recognize, we are just scratching the surface On some of these attributes there is a depth there is a richness in who God is which is far beyond anything we could ever fully comprehend and yet God does reveal something of himself to us we have talked about God as a sovereign a sovereign king one who has absolute rule over all things including our own salvation We have talked about God's holiness. The fact that God is set apart from his creation. God is set apart from sin. God is morally perfect in all he is and in all that he does. This morning, we're going to talk about God's immutability. Now, children, immutability is a really big word. It's a word that just means God does not change. God does not change. A while ago there was a a cartoon show on TV, maybe some of you remember, it was called um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And these were turtles that somehow had gotten some superpowers, and they were martial artists. They had mutated. They had changed. God does not change. He is immutable. He is the same in the past. He is the same in the present. He is the same in the future. And, and we're going to talk this morning about what a blessing that is for us. That we can know a God who does not change, know a God who is immutable, and be encouraged by who God is. I think it's hard, at least it was this past week, it was hard for me to grasp the concept of immutability. God doesn't change. It was so hard to grasp this concept because we live. In a life of constant change, things change for us again and again and again. There was one of the uh, uh, pre-Socratic philosophers, uh, Heraclitus, who said, the only constant in life is change. The only constant in life is that things will change. Creation changes. Uh, Think about plants. Plants change. I I would have had the privilege of going to Sunday school this morning and talking with the kids before they began, and kids, I was there about a year ago, too, and do you remember? I brought a plant to Sunday school. I brought a tomato plant to Sunday school. And I told you, kids, I was gonna give that plant to my wife, and she was gonna plant it, and it was gonna grow, and we would have bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches. Well, that's what I did. I gave the plant to Mary, she put it in the ground, she took care of it, and this past summer, we had bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches with tomatoes from that plant. That plant changed from the little plant I showed you in Sunday school to a plant that kind of took over the front of our house, a great tomato vine. It changed. And then, unfortunately, some bugs, worms came and attacked that plant, and it died, and now it's all gone. It changed again. It changed from a small plant to a huge vine to being gone. Things change. Maybe kids, at some point, your parents were foolish enough to buy you a puppy. Well, puppies are wonderful when they're small. They're cute, and they're cuddly, and they're soft, and they're roly-poly. But these puppies don't stay puppies. They start to grow. And they become dogs who then have to be taken out. You have to take the dog for a walk, and you have to care for the dog. He gets bigger, and then maybe later, as the dog gets much older, he doesn't want to play anymore. All the dog wants to do is lay around the house things change. Plants change. Animals change. Our world changes. We have have entered this past week, as you can tell, the season of fall. The temperatures have dropped a bit. It was beautifully cool this morning as we got up. Seasons change. Our psalm says in verse 25, of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish But you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. Everything changes. The world around us changes. Creation changes. Humanity changes. We change. Our bodies change. Maybe, kids, sometimes you have looked at... um, old photo albums that your parents have. Maybe a photo album of their wedding or something like that. And depending on how old your parents are, maybe you say, oh, you guys, you look so funny. You look so funny in your wedding pictures. And you, you had funny clothes on. You've changed since then. Well, then what I like to do is uh, you know, take the baby pictures out and say to the kids, you used to be so cute. What happened? Things change. We change. Our bodies change. As we grow old, we get more more aches and pains, a little bit harder to get up in the morning sometimes. Our bodies change. Our thoughts, our minds change. When we are young, many of us, when we were children, we thought our parents could do no wrong. Whatever mom and dad said, that must be right. That must be the best way. We thought our parents could do nothing wrong when we were little ones. And then we grow. And we hit our teenage years. And perhaps we think then, our parents can do nothing right. We've changed our thoughts about about the requirements, about the rules that they have. Let me just just encourage you, um, teenagers, to be patient. There may come a time in God's providence, when you may marry and have children of your own. And I suspect at that time, your minds will change again about the rules that your parents made for you. We change. Our bodies change. Our minds change. Creation changes. Humanity changes. Even our relationships change. Uh, One of the privileges I have as a minister is uh, doing weddings, Uh, joining two people in marriage. That's a huge change in a relationship. A change between uh, those two people, their relationship with each other will change, their relationship with their family will change. Uh, And that's sometimes hard for us as parents to recognize that when our children marry, uh, they are the new family. Um, Their relationship with us changes. They still respect us, they still honor us, but our relationship changes. Children in a home bring change. We have a number of women who are expecting children, and that's exciting. But trust me, your life will change as this new child comes into your home. Which is to say, not all change is bad. Some change is wonderful, some change is good. It's a blessing to have children come into a home. But it's change. Our church family has changed. Um, Up until two and a half years ago, uh, Reverend Ron Squeers was our minister. And then there was a change. And then I came to be a senior pastor here. Uh, Dr. Falconer left us. And Reverend Tim Squeers took that position. Change happens. I think even in the two and a half or so years that I've served here. Our congregation has changed. There are are faces here that were not here when I got here. There are faces that were here when I got here who are not here. Everything changes. We live in a context of change. Creation changes, humanity changes, relationship change, and in all of that, it can make us anxious. It can make us nervous. (laughs) Isn't there anything constant besides change? What is it that we can hold on to? What is it we can be sure of in this changing world around us? And into that question, we have the reality, we have an unchanging God. God does not change. He is immutable. And this glorious truth is an assurance for us, it is a security for us, it's a blessing for us. Our God does not change. Some suggest that the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament are two very different gods, and he has somehow changed. The God of the Old Testament is a God of wrath. The God of the New Testament, a God of love. Old Testament, a God of law. New Testament, a God of grace. But it's one God. He has not changed. It's, It's hard for us to get our small, feeble minds around that. We have a God who does not change. His character doesn't change. We're going through a series on the attributes of God, describing who God is. If it would be the case that sometime later in the future, either here or somewhere else, I would preach this series again, it would not change. The same truth about God would apply. Whether I preach this in five years, or in 50 years, or in 500 years, God remains the same. His attributes do not change. And and by necessity, because He is God. If God changed... And became more of what he was, it would demonstrate a lack right now, and he would not be God. If God became less of anything, it would demonstrate a, a diminishing of his perfections. He would not be God. But God is perfect in all that he is, he does not. Change. Verse 27, after describing that the world were changed, but you are the same and your years have no end. You are the same. The same God now, the same God forever. Think about how God um, reveals his name to us. Remember when Moses was going to Pharaoh and uh, uh, Moses says to God, who am I supposed to say is sending me? What did God respond? God said, I am is sending you. Not, I was. Now, we speak about God in the past, as if he did things before. But God says, I am. Continuous present, I am is sending you. Now, we know, grammatically, Uh, His name could be um, rendered, I will be who I will be. That's a grammatical possibility. But theologically, I am who I am is God's name. So he can say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am that God. I am the God of Moses. I am the God of David. I am the God of Isaiah and the prophets. I'm the God of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. I'm the God of Peter and James and John. I'm the God of Paul. I am this God. And I am your God. This eternal, unchanging God is our God. A God who, in the midst of all the shifting shadows we see around us, a God who does not change. I am. I am your God. Our God does not change. God's revelation to us does not change. Make a note to yourself to uh, later today look up Isaiah chapter forty. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 6, we read this. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. God does not change. His revelation does not change. God's commands remain. His commands are the same. We don't have to wonder when trying to please God if he will somehow change his mind on what pleases him. Maybe some of you have had um, employers like that, uh, where where one day your employer says, okay, this is how I want the job done, and you work really, really hard to do it just that way, and he comes back a week later or so and says, you know what, I've changed my mind, I really wanna go this direction instead, and we say, okay, all right, and we work really hard, try to do it that way, and he comes back again, you know what, I, I have another idea, let's go this way instead, and it gets so frustrating, so frustrating because we never know what it will take to please our employer. God is not that way. God does not change. And his commands do not change. We've just sung that his laws and his standards are eternal, forever settled in the heavens. God's righteous standards do not change. Now let me tell you for sure, the world does not like that truth. That there are abiding absolute standards. The world would have us reinterpret the word of God in light of the society, the culture around us. They say, well fine, what you understand was good you know, 50, 100 years ago, but we have to reinterpret God's word in light of modern scientific evidence. Now, to be sure We will apply God's Word in the particular context in which we live, but we do not reinterpret the Word based on the social context around us. We do not reinterpret God's standards for what a marriage is. We do not reinterpret God's standards for what a home is. We don't say, you know, God never imagined Committed, monogamous, homosexual relationships. If he had, he'd been okay with it. We have to reinterpret the word in light of what we see around us. God's standards, His commands do not change. God's God's requirements for us do not change. They remain the same. God won't change His mind tomorrow about what makes a home, about what makes a family. God's commands do not change. God's promises do not change. Look at verse 18. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so a people yet to be created may praise the Lord, that he looked down from his holy height, from heaven the Lord looked at the earth, to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free, those who were doomed to die. God's promise to set the captives free. Oh, not the captives to an oppressing force around us, but the fact that we were captive to our sin. We were bound by our sin. And God promised That for those who would look to his son, Jesus Christ, there would be release from captivity. We would be set free. And that same promise which God gave throughout history is the promise he gives to us today. If you are here and still bound by your sin, trust the enduring promise of God. Look to Jesus Christ, put your faith, your hope, your trust in Him because God's promise of forgiveness has not changed. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, whoever looks to Christ and places their trust in Him alone will be washed, will be cleansed, will be freed from the bondage of sin. I say that without hesitation because the promise of God does not change. The promise to care for all who put their trust in Him. And you say, but, but you don't know, pastor. You don't know what I've done. You don't know my sins. I know what the Word of God says. The Word of God describes a man like David. A liar. An adulterer. A A murderer. And yet, who won by the grace of God would be called a man after God's own heart. I know what the Bible says about a man like Paul. A man who watched Stephen as he was being stoned by the crowd. A man who persecuted the church and yet God arrested him. If God could do that for these, He can most certainly do it for us. His promise of forgiveness has not changed. What a comfort. To know an unchanging God. His commands don't change. His promises don't change. His blessings don't change. But they continue into the future. Look at verse 28. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. We sometimes look at the world around us and say, How are our children going to make it? It seems like unrighteousness is everywhere. What hope do our kids have in a world like that? Their hope, as our hope, is in an unchanging God. A God who continues to bless His people from generation to generation to generation. We can have every hope, every confidence for our children. And as they remain near to God and He he works with them and He walks with them, He will hold them in the palm of His hand. His blessings for His own remain the same. He does not change. And so, kids, that's wonderful for you. You kids can put your trust in the same God your parents trust. And just like he cares for them, he will care for you. And the text even says, and for your kids when you have them. God's covenant blessings, generation after generation after generation. All because we have a God who does not change. God who is immutable. We live in a changing world. We live in a changing culture. Where do we find security? Where do we find assurance? It is not in looking at the world around us. Our assurance is found not in looking around, but in looking up. Up to our immutable God. An unchanging God who has given us an unchanging word that we might Walk in a way that is pleasing to Him. That when we sin, we might be assured that He will forgive us because His Word promises it. God's character does not change. God's Word does not change. God's blessing to us does not change. Oh, the joy of knowing an immutable God. Let's join together in prayer. Lord, our God... Your greatness is beyond our comprehension. Certainly, your immutability is beyond what we can even imagine. Our minds are too small to imagine a God who always is. You, the I am. And yet, we praise you, O oh God. We praise you for who you are. We have, we have seen but a glimpse of your power and perfection this morning. And yet we thank you that 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 glimpse is an encouragement and a blessing to us. Help us to, to rest in the fact that you are a faithful God, a true God, a loving God who will not change his character and a God who has given us a sure word to guide and direct our paths in this life. Oh, Lord God, we praise you and we thank you for you are an unchanging God. Hear our prayer, for Jesus' sake. Amen.